All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? That's right, Marlo. Uh, although I just remembered that uh, the Badgers lost this weekend. I oh. did a, a relatively good job of blocking that out of my <laughs> blocking that out of my memory and then in preparing for the podcast. Not like just now I remembered, but as I was preparing for the podcast, I, I got to dive back into the fun uh, that was, but I spent some time. We did some family pictures this weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, spent some time staring at those, remembering that there are more important things than Badger football. Um, and that, eh, I don't know if that helped, but <laughs> specifically staring at the photos. But uh, I, I think I've moved on, and we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But doing better than I had anticipated. And maybe I, because of my anticipation, that's why I feel this way. But hanging in there, Marlowe, although the Packers are playing right now, it is. Yes, uh, fourteen to seven right now. They're up and just gave up a third and seven to Matt Moore. Another third down conversion. So um, it's always tough recording when uh, I guess any sports going, but especially Packers. So and when Matt well, we have your well, we have your full attention. Well, when Matt Moore's dice, dicing you up, it's a little tough. <laughs> a little tough. So um, yeah, that's that's right, Marlo. How are how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Kind of the same deal. Diving back into the Wisconsin game that was that I tried to put out of my memory, uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit. And yeah, just, you know, Halloween was in the air, getting costumes ready, getting the kid costumes ready. Uh, had a little costume party last night. So yeah, ready to dive in and let's get back to the uh, ugliness that is Badger football. Do you uh, Do you dress up still? In costumes as a, uh, well, if if there's a if there's a costume party, yeah. sure, yes, okay. I'll not dress up to go around trick or treating. Okay, I dress up. I I don't know the last time I've gone to a costume party. It's been a while, but I've dressed up with my son. He thinks it's funny, um, <laughs> so I, I've done a little bit of that, um. Got from this game off. Good God. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, okay. Sorry, I got distracted by another another great play by the Chiefs. All right. Uh, on to Badgers football, Marlo. Let's move <laughs> on to that. Uh, I guess before we get into what happened in the game, what were your expectations going into the game? What were you, uh, if you can put yourself back Friday afternoon, maybe Saturday morning, what were you, how were you mentally going into this game? <laughs> Um, I had zero expectations. I coming off of last week's loss to Illinois, I was just like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I I was thinking about it, how I wasn't even like getting nervous for it Friday, even Saturday morning before kickoff. Like I just wasn't into football because the game just like it really it really didn't matter. So I didn't didn't think we didn't think we had a chance. Um, then I thought to myself, even if we did win, great. Are we what's what's really going to come of it after that? Um, so I was kind of down. I guess down would be the word. Yeah. Yeah, I was there with you. I, in fact, I was, towards the end of the week, I started giving myself a little bit of hope, get myself a little excited for the game. And then Friday night, I had uh, a dream, I guess you could more classify it as a nightmare, or maybe it was prophetic. But uh, <laughs> in my dream, the Badgers got trounced by Ohio State. Like to the To the extent in the dream that I was like, checking the game cast on my phone and like seeing the stats on my phone, which I don't know why I'd be doing that instead of watching the game. But uh, it was a very specific dream and it 
pretty much bore out to be right. Um, so I, after the dream, I didn't have much hope. And in fact, tried to distract myself in the morning with, uh, we did a little uh, trick-or-treating at the zoo here, a little boo at the zoo. Uh, so that was uh, keeping me busy in the morning, keeping my mind occupied uh, with that. Uh, so then I think with those expectations, Marla, both of us had pretty low expectations going yeah. into this. Uh, obviously, we're 14 and a half point underdogs, so nobody was really expecting this. Um, so when it went south, <laughs> how did you handle yeah. the blowout? Did you watch till the end? When did you bail? Um, what was what was that like in your in your world? Um, yeah, I bailed. I totally bailed. I think whew, I'm trying to think exact. Mo- I mean, you know, somewhere in the third quarter. Okay. And I, I think it might have been. After, was that when we got the f- uh, got the false start because the 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 center like let go of the ball. Yeah. I lost grip of the ball. I think around there, somewhere I was like, this is a joke now. I can't do this anymore. And just, uh, yeah, and just stopped watching. Yeah. Uh, I went up and took my son up to take a nap at 31 to 7 when they scored there. I said, all right, it's nap time. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to watch this anymore. Uh, read him some books, uh, came back down, and then I was like, I'm going to go on a run. I need to like get some energy, some stress out. Uh, nice. So I got ready to run, went back downstairs, and just in time to see the the long completion to uh, Quintus Cephas. I think uh, it was the uh, thirty five yard one, the longer the longer pass play. Sure. And then sure. The, next, the next play, we fumbled, and I was like, "See ya! I'm <laughs> going on my run." <laughs> so uh, the fir- let's just say the first mile uh, of the run was a little bit faster than the other ones because I had some uh, anger to burn on that, and then I paid dearly for that on the second part of, or the back end of the run. But um, then I from there I didn't look back. I, I dialed into the later games a little bit but i was kind of mentally i was over the wisconsin game so uh, i guess as we cover the rest of this you'll have to kind of bear with me in that regard as i kind of checked out there as i'm sure most major fans did at least uh the hope of winning the game the game was over so let's go through it marlo our good great bad and ugly this is our shtick it's never worked out never once has this gone where we've had good, a great, a bad, and an ugly. <laughs> either all one or all the other. Because that's the way Wisconsin games have gone, right? It's either been yeah. a blowout yeah, one way or the other, or we lose a crushing defeat to a team we should never lose to. So, yeah. mm, I don't know. Maybe, we're still going to stick with this because we prepared yeah. for it. But Yeah, uh, absolutely. All right. all right, my good, Marla, I'll start us out. Uh, I'm going to go with first half defense. Okay. <laughs> Just the first <laughs> half. Um, if you... Look at the, well, let me say the good part of it. Uh, held Ohio State to 10 points in the first half. It really seemed like they were able to limit uh, Ohio State and what they wanted to do. The broadcast was really praising the defense and how they were switching it up between the man and zone look, uh, which Jim Leonard really likes to do uh, and was doing really effectively. Uh, and it's almost like we were trying to trick Ohio State and we did a good job and then they right before half got that long drive, uh, scored on a, a man-beating play when we were in man uh, and hit uh, the wide receiver over the top for the touchdown. And then from there, it seemed like the floodgates were open. It seemed like our tricks were up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't trick them anymore, or maybe they just realized, hey, we have a really good quarterback who can move. We should probably use him. And then they did the rest of the game, and then it was all downhill from there. But the first half, Marlo, the defense gave us hope at least for a little bit that we could hang around in the game and keep it close and maybe pull one out. Uh, so good job in the first half defense. There we go. That's my good. How about you, Marlo? Yeah, I I mean, I have to piggyback off that good job first half defense. I think, yeah. uh, 
you know, that was, it's kind of going to bleed into uh, another part when I get to it, but that the defense kind of holding stout coming out. I mean, holding him scoreless in the first quarter, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously, only 10 points in the first half is fairly good for the high-caliber team of Ohio State, which we could have kept it to six, maybe even a different game, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the defense came to play for half of football. I think that they just opened it up. I don't know. Oh, right. oh yeah. Great. We'll get there. Great, Marlo. <laughs> I don't have anything great. I didn't find anything great about this game. Um, so I'm going to pass. Pass on great. Okay. Pass on great. Well, I'm going to go great as it didn't hurt as bad emotionally because I was already emotionally out of it uh, before the game started. So that's the good. Usually these these big time games where, uh, you know, we had two weeks ago we were we had this looming in our head, and we thought it was going to be a big, big, big-time game. And that, you know, it probably would have been really, really, really deflating uh, had we gone into this undefeated and had this sort of uh, outcome. And, uh, yeah, I just wasn't, it just wasn't there, so it wasn't, that cru- it wasn't as crushing. It hurt. Yes, it hurt. I'm tired of being Ohio State, like, not being able to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I think but, this is like seven or eight times in a row that we've lost to Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But that's, that's about it. Like, I, you know, as far as my games game go, it didn't hurt as bad. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Illinois. That was really nice yeah. of you. Uh, they they beat Purdue yesterday, so maybe yeah. they're maybe they're better than uh, people had given credit. It's not such a bad loss. It's still a really bad loss. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It didn't hurt as bad emotionally. So I was, you know, getting ready to go on my run, and my wife was like. I don't know what she asked, but I answered, it's 31 to zero. This is ridiculous. Or this is embarrassing, I said. And she's like, you don't seem as upset this week. And I'm like, (laughs) and I said, well, yeah, because last week was a game we were supposed to win and didn't uh, and should have won, but didn't. So it was very frustrating. I was very frustrated and angry last week. This week, I'm just disappointed and sad. So I think it was just a different emotion. I think uh, so. It wasn't as uh, I guess in your face of an emotion. It didn't hurt as bad, but it still still was embarrassing. So that sucked. So under the bad Marlow, I'm going to go with uh, the offensive game plan. I just don't know what we were trying to do in this game. Um, first of all, uh, where do we want to start? Okay, first of all, yeah, their best player going in this game was Chase Young. Everybody yep. knew that. Everyone talked about how he might be the number one overall pick. He dominated the game, getting four sacks, five tackles for loss, one additional tackle somewhere in the game that was on the other side of the line in the scrimmage. I don't know what the hell he was doing over there. But constantly when you see these highlights and you would see the plays where he's getting pressured, he's single teams. And we're not chipping him. We're not doing anything. It seemed like we didn't do anything to prepare for his pass rush. They moved him around, sure, but you can have a single back transfer the over the side or the tight end motion to the other side so you can chip him or, or slow him down somehow. We didn't do that all game. Offensively, we just didn't take any risks until the game was out of hand. Uh, yep. I thought early, I think it was early in the second quarter, we came out in the Wildcat, and I was like, holy crap, yeah. this is great. Yeah. We had one great run. Uh, it wasn't Groshek. Who was it? Um, it was... Krushank, I think it was in in the uh, in the wildcat. Cat. Went for fourteen yards. Um, yeah. that was great. We did a, a fly uh, sweep, which was okay. Went for fourteen <laughs> yards, and <laughs> then other than that, it was like Taylor off guard to the left, Taylor off guard to the right, Cohen throwing four yards down the field. We didn't do yeah. anything to kind of open up Ohio State. 
it just seemed like we played not to lose the game and hope the defense could keep us in it. And then even when the defense wasn't able to keep us anymore, we didn't change. And I don't, I just want at all. I wanted something more creative and something that was like, because a lot of talking to this game was like, oh, we didn't want to show anything against Illinois. Well, we didn't show anything in this game. We didn't show yeah. anything like the offense that we are supposed to be. And yeah, you, I mean, Ohio State's what is now the best defense in the country. So you have that, right? So. I'm mean, yeah. against that, but we didn't. Tr- it almost felt like we didn't try to win the game. Right. It, it, forget creativity. Just give me some sort of adjustment. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I feel like we went. Yeah, we had this game plan. Uh, went up. You know, we had zero points, no offense, nothing was working in the first half, and we just did more of the same. Like, as we're running our heads through a brick wall. It was so frustrating uh, watching. Taylor just run into a brick wall every time. And, you know, I, I, as much as we get on Cone, right, I, I came to this realization in the middle of, the, uh, I guess, the middle of the game at some point. But, you know, he's not going to go out and throw us, throw us to a win. I, I don't expect that, right? He's like a Tolzien. That's what I came up with. He's basically Tolzien, probably a little less talented Tolzien at that. But he can take care of the ball. He, he takes care of the ball. Um, he just misses some players. That's that's the p- big thing. But he t- takes care of the ball for the most part as far as throwing it. We can talk about him yeah. fumbling it. Um, and that's all he really needs to do. Do I trust him all that much? No, but I think we can trust him more than 17 attempts a game and a little bit further down this field. Like I, the We know this. They were talking about it on the broadcast, how we have very talented receivers this year. Yep. Like the receiving core that we probably haven't seen in a while and we're just just not utilizing just not even trying to utilize it and that is frustrating especially in a game like this when why not try it you know why are we not trying to open it up obviously taylor is not getting through on this defense why don't we open throw to open up the run yeah i totally totally agree so i think you put that a little more emphatic even than i did so uh <laughs> what's what's your bad and i'll try to top you when you're Sorry. bad no that was great that's great yeah uh, my bad again is me for thinking we ever had a chance. Yeah. Uh, going into coming out of halftime, where we stop them, and then then Ohio State kicks off the side of your foot. We get a short field. Yeah. And oh, get a yeah. touchdown. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I I was cheering. I was like I that was back emotionally in it. Um, and then Ohio State comes down and scores, and that that's pretty much the end of the game at that point. Um, so that sucks for me for ever thinking that we we actually had a chance. Yeah, that's bad job by you. Um, yeah. All right. Ugly. Uh, why don't you go first in this one, Marlo? What's your What's your ugly? Okay. My uh, My ugly is you know how much I love J- Gus Johnson. I think he's one of the best best play cards when it comes to football. Yeah. Um. There is, but his little colleague Joel Klatt mm. s- is terrible and is bringing down Gus so much. I don't know how many times he goes to the same things. He goes to the same well every time. Every possession is the most important possession of the game. He says that every possession, and I forget some of the other cliches he kept going, but that one kept sticking out. And it's like, yeah, is it because it's this possession, Joel? Is that why it is? Like, it's like a three-year-old. Like, this is the best one. This is the best one. Yeah. And I couldn't. It was, you know, how it is when you're already frustrated about something, and then the announcer just makes it even more frustrating. Yeah. And that's where I was at yesterday. But Joel, you're not good. They need a new partner for Gus. Yeah. That is my ugly. Well, first of all, complain about the announcers in my corner. So. How dare you. <laughs> Uh, second of all, well, I think what made it better was every time, like leading up to halftime or anything, it was like 
hope you're excited to hear what Urban Meyer has to say with this yeah, this big shit-eating sure. grin on his face the whole time. <laughs> God, that was so frustrating. It's just like, I don't want to hear what Urban Meyer has to say. I don't want to hear him talk about how great the horseshoe is and all of this nonsense, which yeah. is probably true, but I don't want to hear it in the middle of this <laughs> clipping game. God, it just made it worse, and they just show him. He's just smiling, and he's having a great time, and he's shaking hands and high-fiving, just having a blast, and then, co- quote-unquote, covering the game. Just ridiculous. Oh, man. All right. Ugly Marlo. Mine's um, a little bit weird. So I'm going to let the post-game talk. It was it was just the normal, same old, we still have a special season ahead of us. This is still a great group of guys. This is, you know, one step in the season. We're moving on to the next one. And, like, earlier in the season, I praised this kind of workman attitude that just looking to the next week, this kind of thing. But after these last two weeks, I'm kind of tired of it. After losing another big game, I'm kind of tired of it. I want to win a big game. I'm yes. tired of just like these emotional, like, well, let's go back and let's, you know, show how strong we are mentally and get it next time. It's just, I know that's what you have to say. I know that's what the, I know that is what the narrative needs to be and what you need to be as a coach and as a program telling your players, right? You can't be like, oh, shit, that sucked. I wish we would have won one. But I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. tired of this talk when we have a disappointing loss or lose a big game. Uh, just it just feels too much the same and i'm yeah and if i'm tired of it marlo i'd have to imagine that lots of other lots of other people are um yeah because i'm a pretty big homer as far as yeah well let let me ask you this because i this is something after this goes down i'm tired of uh you know we as we can kind of look back two weeks ago we kind of upgraded our expectations uh for this season and then these last two weeks have just come crumbling down and it's like now everything is like we're just everyone's just okay like the people are okay with just being mediocre like this is what's supposed to happen like this is still a good season is it still a good season sure if that's what you're you're just hoping to go to some like nice little bowl game at the end of the year but i just feel like i we're all anytime we have like a good to great team and we just had to take that one step to become like a great team. We we have not done that, mm-hmm. and it's that's the frustrating part. And I, I'm frustrated that people are just okay with being mediocre. You know, the fans in general. Yeah. I'm sure the players aren't, but I just I feel like we should expect more. Yeah, I I I, I agree, and I think for, mostly I agree. I also think mm-hmm. like if you would have told me right now we were six and two or whatever we were. I w- sure. at, the be- at the beginning of the season, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's where right. I expect yeah. to be. If you just move that L from Illinois to uh, Michigan. Michigan and, or Michigan State. You know, and Ohio State's a little bit closer. Then I'd be yeah. like, okay, that's about where we are. But it just right now, it doesn't feel that way. Uh, it feels like a crumbling season. So I understand, like I said, I understand the talk. It's what you need to say. But, God, it feels just like, you know, uh, like you said, we, we raised our expectations. It was a kick in the teeth. And now uh, I guess we got to get up and, and go back on like the players. Uh, uh, we got to get up and go back on as fans and, and root for the team. So mercifully, we have a bye week next week, I think. Do I have that right? We, uh, yeah, have, I believe yeah, next so. Next game is uh, 11. I wrote down 11-5. That's not right. That's the middle of the week. 11-9 <laughs> <laughs> against, against Iowa. Uh, a big one, Marlo. This now is a huge, huge game. Big uh, game. I mean, I think more or less all of our games are, are going to be big. Uh, here on out, right? Because we no longer control our own destiny, as they say. Dude, Minnesota, Minnesota, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> this, it, I think that's what makes it more frustrating. Is yeah. Minnesota sitting there undefeated, 
Um, God, oh, I was I was saying that. That's what I was saying all second half. Minnesota's going to win the West. This is a terrible year. Yeah. I hate this. This sucks. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Minnesota looked great again against Maryland, winning fifty-two to ten. And I just got to go back and. Just look at these wins they had. They went at Purdue. Purdue looks terrible. Beat Illinois. Hey, Illinois is a tough team, Marlon. I don't know if you heard this. They're pretty tough. Luckily, they yeah. caught, luckily Minnesota caught them at home. Otherwise, yeah. that's tough. Uh, beat, <laughs> beat Nebraska at Rutgers versus Maryland. I mean, come on. That's got to be at least, if not the softest schedule, one of the softest schedules. You can get the Big Ten. Luckily, they got Penn State. Uh, they got a bye week as well. Uh, and then they got Penn State, Iowa at Northwestern. Always tough. That's got to be at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and uh, against, and then against Wisconsin, so they they play a ranked team uh, three of the next four games. I mean, hopefully Wisconsin still. Hopefully he's ranked. Right? Yeah, I got, yeah. Uh, maybe Iowa won't be if uh, we we uh, one of those two teams won't be ranked. So I won't be ranked. But they're ranked now, so they're playing good teams coming up, better than what they've played. Um, I just and if they win those games, then I can stop complaining about their schedule, right? But they definitely have yeah. a backloaded schedule, and it's just it is extremely frustrating to see them up there and people just saying, "Man, watch out for Minnesota when they beat Maryland, who is awful." Uh, <laughs> just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, so that's great, uh, but don't, yeah. don't control our awesome. destiny. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so each game is is more important. So we get Iowa at home, then at Nebraska, Purdue, who doesn't look great. Um, uh, and then and then close out at Minnesota. So every game's big. Got to win these two. You know, win the Big Ten West, which was our was our original goal. So let's again readjust our expectation. Marlowe's back down. Um, back down. <laughs> but we're not we're not giving up on the season, right? We're we're still. I mean, well, one we have a podcast, so we we kind of yeah we, we can't of, we can't just punt it. But I was I was giving up on a season. I at the point there was one point because I what I was yeah I had a group chat going and it just done. It's like. It, I was like in the because they were talking had this talk about how we're you know we were gonna win the West and it's fine it's fine don't jump off a bridge it's fine and I was just like nothing in the last six quarters has shown me yeah. that we're gonna go out and win the rest of our games nothing and I don't know I was it was in the heat of the moment I've had time to calm down from it <laughs> but there I mean there's something true to that though the last six quarters of this team hasn't shown much yeah especially it's been extremely disappointing defensively based on what we've seen. Uh, in in those first six games, uh, offense both sides. I can't. I mean, the whole team. You're. I was just kind of focused on the defense there, but offense. You're yeah. right too. That's been very disappointing. And you're right. I think we need to see a good a good game against another good team. I I, I don't know what else to say. I think the Iowa game is going to be very important. I think it's going to be like six to three. Yeah. <laughs> what are those? Yeah. One of those Iowa games. We can. We can. Oh, uh, we have two weeks to look forward to that, so hooray! Yeah, um, hooray! There we go. Yeah, that's nice too, because like the last, our last win was it was gonna, if we win that one, it'll be like a month in between wins. <laughs> it's terrible. That's tough. I hate this. That's tough. Um, see, this should be homecoming because we had two away games. Anyway, <laughs> We're still I, on that. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anything else? Badger football, Marlo. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Heisman campaign pretty much over. Canceled. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. All Done. Right. That's a bummer. Um, all quarterbacks, once again, uh, congratulations, quarterbacks in college football. All yeah. right. Uh, other Badger stuff. Marlo, hockey. Yeah. Uh, I we was are good at fa- some other sports. I was, in fact, misinformed on that ranking. It was just some random dude's ranking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Badgers were ranked nice. sixth, not third, sixth. Uh, they split the weekend series with number 13, Clarkston. 
Clarkson, excuse me, zero to four, and then they had a last-minute goal last night, winning four to three. They traveled to Penn State. Is it still Happy Valley? Is it still, or is that the football stadium, or is that the no? Yeah, I no, think it's, it's no, it's in Happy Valley. Okay, whatever. They play at Penn State. Who's ranked, <laughs> who's ranked 12th? Uh, so there you go. That's next weekend. Uh, in volleyball, uh, the dominance over Michigan continues, Marlo. Yeah, we the, own that state. That's right. Um, get out your really crappy uh, meme graphics that uh, I created. Repaste <laughs> those. Or what? Repaste. What am I? Repaste it. <laughs> Retweet it. Retweet it. <laughs> Repaste. Copy and paste it. Look at this. See, that's what I... <laughs> That's my level of technology. I'm still in copy and paste over here in Microsoft Word making memes. Um, uh, volleyball goes to Michigan at Michigan at Michigan State. Two wins there. Uh, come back home, continuing to dominate that state. Next week they got Maryland on Wednesday, and then uh, Indiana on Sunday. Uh, all right, that's it for Badger stuff, Marlowe. On to other yeah. NCAA football. Um, I guess I'd, outside of Ohio State, I think uh, Michigan State had the most impressive performance this weekend, I'd say, with a dominating, I think it ended up being 45-14 to 14 victory uh, over Notre Dame uh, in a monsoon, it seems. Yeah. Michigan's a really, really good football team, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're uh, really good. Yeah, I was well, I was thinking about that earlier in um, when Michigan State was getting – uh, destroyed, <laughs> destroyed by, by, Penn, by State. Penn State, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my God!" It's like our games that we think are good wins aren't good wins, uh, which may be the case uh, yeah. as far as Michigan State's concerned. But uh, sorry, just watched Jimmy Graham try to run. It was it was tough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching, and I'm like, "Oh, Mich- maybe Michigan State." Because then I'm like, "If Michigan's destroyed tonight, like I legit." Questioning everything about this Badger team beyond what I already was, but luckily they put the smackdown on Notre Dame, which is always fun to have a Big Ten team beat uh, Notre Dame. Uh, that's where my allegiances lie. And then uh, other, I guess the game of the week was probably LSU uh, Auburn. That was what we said was the game of the week. I did. Yeah, we had that as game of the week. It was in my kind of I don't, I can't do football right now <laughs> phase. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, so I didn't catch too much of that. Uh, but I think LSU is really good, uh, and I think they play Alabama coming up next week. Is week that next that? week? Not next week because the game sucks. No, the week, week after. So it's got to be the yeah. week after. Yeah. Um. So that's coming up. I'll definitely tune into that one, and won't, hopefully, won't be doing any angry runs uh, <laughs> <laughs> during that. Uh, and then other the Big Twelve, Marlow. It's yeah. all a mess now. They ruined everything uh, for themselves, I guess. Not for me. Uh, Bachelors ruined it for me. But uh, Oklahoma, all the ranked teams lost. <laughs> there were three ranked teams in the Big 12. Oklahoma loses at Kansas State. Uh, Texas loses at TCU. And Iowa State loses at Oklahoma State. It sounds like their best bet is Baylor going undefeated. Does that sound right? That's what I heard. Who? Um, Baylor? If you heard Baylor? Of <laughs> yeah. That's their best bet? Yeah. Good. That would be fantastic. Uh, no, I've. Don't you think Oklahoma still has a chance? They. I feel like Oklahoma always does this. They always have like some they have the loss. One loss. And they have the one loss, the team that that no one thought they would, and they just go out crazy and they just start outscoring everyone. And I was like, oh, but look at this offense. So maybe they are one of the best teams. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I don't know. I. That that's. Possible, right? Yeah, Baylor. Yeah. Baylor. First off, they're four. They're seven zero overall, four and zero in conference. Um, so they are. <laughs> they're the only undefeated team left in the Big Twelve. 
Um, I mean, Oklahoma obviously could go undefeated. Baylor uh, plays Oklahoma uh, November 16th, so mark that down. Uh, Baylor's tough schedule ahead. Tough schedule ahead for Baylor uh, with TCU, Oklahoma, and Texas still on the schedule. And I think yeah. Kansas State's ranked too, but they already they already beat them. So there you go. Um, I think Oklahoma could get in, but the problem is I think you're getting two out of the SEC. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you that, definitely are. So you get the winner. So let's just do this. You get the winner of the SEC. You get Clemson. You get the winner of the Big Ten, whether that's Penn State or Ohio State. So then you're talking about the second best SEC school or Oklahoma. You're probably getting that second best SEC school or Penn State, right? If Penn State has one loss, Oklahoma State's undefeated. That's still better than uh, in Penn State's losses to Ohio State, that's still better than Oklahoma. I think it's really hard for them. They need a lot of other things to happen now that they yeah. have this loss, which could happen. They could still sneak in, but I think yeah. this year it's harder than in years past. Wow. So you think there's going to be so you, in years scenario we got a Pac-12 and a Big 12 left out. I mean, Pac-12 is left out. We know that. Well, but we're going to leave out the Big 12 as well. That's that's. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then you go Oregon, right? So Oregon's yeah. the best chance. Uh, is yeah, Oregon still the best chance, or is it Utah? I forget. Um, so Oregon, so you have Oregon or Utah, so winner of the Pac-12, but they both have, so those would both, I think, be better than Oklahoma. Yeah, because uh, Oregon's loss is only to Auburn if they right. run the table. Right, and Utah's is to uh, USC, so that's uh, yeah. probably a little bit better than um, Oklahoma, but now Oklahoma's down there comparing with Oregon and Utah instead of like uh, Ohio State or a Penn State one loss there, yeah. so that's... It's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. So there, I guess the Big Twelve commish is out there rooting in for, for um, Baylor, which is weird. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought they got like a death, almost a death sentence, but they seem they seem to be back again. They're the kind of kind of like Minnesota, I think, a little bit soft early schedule. They do have wins yeah. over Iowa State, Kansas State, so those are okay teams. Um, yep. So there you go. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, other football things. This is just, I'm rambling about college football, I guess, Marlo. Sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Oregon, they did it to me again. The Pac-12 did it to me again. Suckered me into Pac-12 after dark. They had a heck of, <laughs> heck of an entertaining game against Washington State. Uh, they came out on top. Oregon has had some real thrillers the past, I think, three out of the last four weeks or something. They've had some really entertaining games against Washington, uh, against Washington State, and I think there was one other one in there, uh, maybe UCLA, I can't remember. One other one in there that was that was really exciting. Uh, they got USC next week, which maybe well, that'll be another one. Marlo, I, yeah. might be, I might be back on USC. Oh, USC back? Not doing it. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Maybe we'll see. All right. All right. Anything you saw interesting last weekend, Marlo, that I didn't ramble on about already? Oh, uh, but... No, no. I mean, I guess the, I, I just that's the overall overarching thing is like the the chaos is, is has been coming. It's a wave, and yeah. I guess will it continue next week? We shall find out. Uh, but nice. yeah, I see if some carnage happens in the SC, in SEC land, that could really mess some things up. That's what everyone's cheering for, though. Is one of those two teams, LSU, LSU or, um, or Alabama, to lose next week before they play each other? But watch, they're probably doing like the cupcake week at in the SEC or is that later in the season? I can't remember. There's always some cupcake week. Yeah. Well, like they have the, the two season. they have the two bye weeks this year. So oh. that's, that's what's throwing me off. Yes. Yeah. Um let me see if I can find LSU. That's not letting me. Okay. Um but oh, well, let's look ahead to next week. Okay. Um and maybe I can find who they're actually paying. 
uh, in this. Why are you not doing the search function? Search for me. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, this is good. Good quality. Program. Good quality radio here. Yeah, I, yep. don't think, I don't think they're playing next week. I think they buy two. So lots of buys next week. Upset alert, Marlo. This week was the Big 12. I'm wondering if next week might be the Pac-12 edition of upset alerts. Uh, got Utah, number nine Utah, traveling to Washington. Uh, recently unranked Washington after their loss to Oregon last week. Um, and then Oregon traveling to USC. So some tough games for the leaders in the Pac-12. So I'm thinking maybe a little bit of a upsets brewing there. I don't know. Uh, it could be the Oregon game, Oregon at USC. I hope that's another fun game. Yeah, Start, look, mercifully starts at seven o'clock, so it's not nice. It's not it's not the late one, <laughs> thank goodness. Some <laughs> some non ranked teams, basically Boise State's are the only ranked team playing late, so luckily I won't have to stay up late again. Uh, like I have to, I quote unquote have to. I don't know. Yeah, I won't get. They make in. you. I won't get sucked in once again. And then yeah, number nine Utah at Washington playing at three o'clock. Both those on your local Fox affiliate, Marlo. Nice. Um, so that's where I'm looking at some upsets there. There's not not a lot on the board, uh, and we probably should have known this, Marlo, when we were watching the Fox Big Game of the Week this week, uh, at least when we watched three quarters of it, um, <laughs> when they kept advertising Nebraska-Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> big Game of the Week. Big off Game. Of, off of a lot of actual, like, legit, like, why is this game at noon instead of, you know, prime time or whatever <laughs> later in the day? A lot of those questions, at least in our text group. Uh, and then it was all of a sudden Nebraska Purdue. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Um, and it's mainly two teams firing for a bowl spot. Yeah, <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Um, the the lineup is not great next week. Only I think only one matchup of ranked teams. If I do this, you got your your Baylor uh, Bears Marlo playing on Thursday. So oh, um, you get to catch get to catch that early in the week. Um, and then I think the only other ranked matchup is uh, our game of the week here that we have circled, uh, Georgia-Florida. That's number eight against number six. Uh, obviously, that's played in Jacksonville because that's what they do. Um, what do they call it, Marlo? The uh, the biggest cocktail party? Yeah, do they? but they don't do that anymore, right? I thought they, you know, they stopped doing that. Oh, well, they stopped calling it that or they yeah. stopped? No, I thought Maybe. they stopped calling it but calling it that for some reason i don't know yeah. i'm sure you know most people still do but i thought it was kind yeah. of officially not called that anymore because of alcohol or something i'm not sure but then they all started selling alcohol at the game so you know <laughs> a little mixed messaging there ncaa um so game of the week number eight georgia going to number six florida georgia six and one uh florida seven and one georgia is favored by three and a half points marlow who do you like in this? And um, I think we're both going to like the same team and for the same reason we've been saying all year. But uh, who do you like? Um, yeah, Georgia all day. Yeah, yeah got to go Georgia. <laughs> I mean, when is Florida's run going to end? How are they still ranked so high? Because they keep winning against teams, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> the, um, the thing about winning. The thing, yeah, that's what happens when you actually win games. You get yeah. But, yeah, this, this run is over. Georgia... It, somehow still ranked number eight um, has to win this to keep their hopes alive. To keep any sort of hopes alive yep. uh, for that for that playoff spot in the uh, SEC championship game. So it's where is it? Uh, verse four. So it's at Georgia. Nope. Oh, it, oh no. You just called. You just talked. You just told. Yep. You just told me this. It's yep. in Jacksonville. Uh, Larger cocktail party. Going with Georgia. Yeah. Same. Uh, still not impressed with Florida's 
uh, Trask, their backup quarterback, um, still not impressed with their offense. Uh, they've had a pretty light schedule. They did beat Auburn, which uh, that was the game where uh, Bo Nix remembered he was a freshman. Uh, right. Through like a thousand interceptions or something like that. Other than that, their right. SEC wins are South Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Uh, so not not great wins. They have a win over Miami that we thought was going to be good, but it turns out Miami's not very good this year. Uh, so I I'm still not selling them for. We've been doubting them all year, and they've been proving us wrong, except against LSU. Uh, and they were even pretty competitive in that game. But I'm going to go with Georgia. I expect them to be able to prove that they're a national championship contender. That's another team when you talk about Oklahoma that um, you got to consider being in there, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Over them. Now they lost at home to South Carolina. That might be a worse loss, but they have will have a lot of really good teams and maybe uh, an Alabama or an LSU to play in the SEC title game. So I think Georgia is still looking for that national title uh, opportunity. Uh, so I expect them to come out on this one, and again, be get ahead of Oklahoma for that. Uh, to tell you how light the slate is this week, Marlo, the ABC night game, primetime game, is SMU in Memphis. So a little... Nice. What is that? American Conference action for you. Uh, yeah. Two ranked teams, uh, SMU, uh, coming off... Uh, oh, I looked it up and I forgot. They came off a win. They just beat Houston. That's what it was. Just beat Houston 34-31 to 31 in a pretty entertaining game. I think that was on Friday night, uh, so might have missed it. Um, and then uh, Memphis. So there's the top two teams in their conference. It's a nice little, it's a cute little game. But that, it's the ABC primetime game is a little bit weird. Um, are they going to Memphis? Is game game day going to Memphis tomorrow? You're usually on top of that. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at that now. Where's the game day going? I don't know. Did they not announce it? What? They're still trying to figure it out because they're looking at these games and going, these games stink. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't have it. I don't. I don't see it anywhere. See any of these games? So they're probably. I would. I would think they go to Memphis. That's their ABC game that makes the most sense. But I don't know how. I don't know what that would be like. All right, that was it for college football, Marlo. It's the oh, I get a yeah college football though. I got we got a um, national title watch. All right. Yeah. Okay. Appalachian State. Oh. Sitting at undefeated right now. Yeah. Number twenty in the country. Play this week at Georgia Southern. They play on Friday as well. But the next week they play South Carolina. Mm. They win that game. Then we're really on national title watch. Get the t-shirt presses running. Um, <laughs> yes. So they can, they get in. So what is it? The highest ranked non-power six conference? Uh, gets yeah. One, gets one of the games. But that will probably if they're. Be- is it like it, I think they have to be ranked above fourteen? Is that what oh, it is? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Fourteen or sixteen. So yeah. that, but that would probably be like SMU, the winner of this F- SMU Memphis game. If they Could be. win out. Could be. God, can you, you never know. App- Appalachian State in like the Citrus Bowl or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, if they want to print some national championship shirts, when uh, if and when they do go undefeated, we will accept those. Uh, and proudly wear them around <laughs> around town, uh, Appalachian State national champions. All right, awesome. Uh, on to the on to the NFL, Marlo. The big leagues, the pros. Do we have to? Yeah. All right. Well, I know you NFL. just got you just kind of got into like a little bit of rhythm, feeling good, talking about other things, not Badgers, not Bears. <laughs> bringing you back, bringing you back down. Uh, Set the stage. Bears lose a game in which it seemed like neither team wanted to win, seventeen to sixteen, on yep. a last-minute field goal of forty-one yards. 
Yeah, this game is, well, at least the end of the game played out much like the wild card game did. Uh, a couple minutes left. Mitch is getting crapped on all day, all game, and we come down, get yeah. into position, and just settle for the field goal. Literally settle for a field goal once we get into quote unquote range. Um, and just, you know, and then Eddie just pushes it left. It was kind of windy out there. He pushes it left, but. It was, uh, like I said, a game that looked like no one really wanted to win. I know on the Chargers side, they had a lot of drop balls. They had probably two touchdowns ever dropped. Yeah. Uh, we had more of Mitch missing wide open guys. That would have been a touchdown. Frustrating. Uh, but Matt or Matt Nagy did what he said he was going to do. He knew he had to run the ball. Had a great day running. I guess that's even more frustrating. We had a great day running on, on the ground. Not a terrible day. Um, through the air, like I said, Mitch just missed a couple. Yeah, uh, but he did go 19 for 20 for you know 200 yards through a bonehead interception. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll just look past that right now. Defense obviously played well, only giving up 17 points. I just, it's just a waste of a defense. It's a waste of it's a waste of a defense. And um, I don't know, I don't know much more I could take of it. <sighs> so that's a bad. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a bad. But I, I, the biggest thing is that we just settled for field goals. Much like this was much just. As, Replaying ahead from the Illinois game, Wisconsin-Illinois game. We settled for field goals. We were four times in the red zone, three field goals, one turnover. Um, and, yeah, and that's that's pretty much – that's really the story of the game. I think I heard at one point that they had uh, 14 plays in the red zone for 17 yards or something like that. Something and silly, yeah. I, never, I mentioned it seemed like the game that neither team wanted to win because it felt like – the Bears were in the red zone because the Chargers were committing penalties all the time, and the Bears were just not executing. And uh, Montgomery ran the ball 27 times for 135 yards, so a great day by him. I wish that uh, I would have known that this was the game that Matt Nagy was actually going to run the ball because I would have started David Montgomery in the fantasy league. So that's frustrating, but uh, I digress. I digress. I got a question about Matt Nagy. Wow. Yep. Because so much of watching the broadcast today, uh, first of all, I thought it was hilarious that the announcers were like, stunned that Matt Nagy finally ran the ball. They were like, you know, he has a good running game, and he's finally figured that out. And I was just kind of like, you think? Like, <laughs> this whole time? And the the narrative, at least through this game, and I think what the narrative is nationally, at least what I'm kind of hearing out there, uh, like I'm tuned in nationally or something, but like it still seems like there's a lot of Matt Nagy as an offensive genius, and it's just going to take him time to figure this out. What, I guess, I... I uh, it's two kind of a two part question. One, what is the vibe in Chicago? Are they still with Matt Nagy and kind of waiting around and all blaming this on Mitchell Trubisky, which was so annoying the announcer this in, during the game. Every time they referred to him, just every time Mitchell Trubisky, every time it was so annoying. <laughs> just call him one or the other, because um, it's such a long name to say the whole thing. You know, like it's like Aaron Rodgers. It's like really quick. Mitchell Trubisky. It's sumi syllables. All right. Uh, Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, Matt Nagy. Uh, so when I'm talking to my friends, uh, we're all, I think we're all in agreement that this isn't, it, it, a lot of times it comes back to Mitch. And I think what we have seen the creativity that Nagy can come up with. Yeah. Um, and I, that's part of the frustration with Mitch is that it's a feeling that he's holding back because he doesn't, like, he doesn't believe that Mitch can handle it. And that's been the narrative since, like, training camp, you know. Um, then, you know, Mitch needs to be able to do more for this playbook to be opened up. And that's where, like, every, I, I, you know, I, I was, I would talk for everyone else first from my read on it is that they're in on Matt. Mitch is 
I'm looking for the right word, quickly coming out of favor yeah. uh, with people. Okay. And and it's it's really coming on, you know, we whiffed. It didn't work. How do we move on? How do we get something mm. that Matt can work with? I, I to answer your question, what I was thinking, um, yeah, I think it comes back on the coach. So I think he has to take some of the the brunt of some of it. I think there's some, some like some in-game playing call, play call ability that I highly question, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's all. That should be all on you know, Mitch's ability. Like if they, if he can't do it, then why are we? Why is he there? And also, if you're such a great coach, can't we coach around that? Uh, and you know, and, and figure it out from there. So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I think he's a good coach, but he just needs I need to I need to show me more. He needs to show me more. Well, that's the, the thing. As I sit here and look at it, and I go, yeah, he's. I think he's a good coach. It's almost like he needs to scheme to his players because he's right. Has, he hasn't been doing that, and like today's maybe a bad example because they did have a they ran the ball more than they threw, so maybe today's not the best example of that. But there were certain situations, especially goal to go situations, where you're like, just run the ball, and he's throwing the ball, and you're like watching the game, and you're like, you can't trust Mitch here, and then it's running it on third down when you should have run it on a first and second down. Weird things like that as play calling as you talked about, and I just think at some point he's got to go. Today they were like shocked he used I formation, and it's mm-hmm. like. Dude, you're the Bears. Like, <laughs> I know you're this creative genius and you can scheme all this stuff, but like, at the core, the the culture of the Bears is still I formation, despite you know everything that's out there. So, uh, I don't know. It's just I don't know how that's lining up. So I wanted to get your your take on that. So, um, all right. Anyway, that was my my Bears question. Anything else on the on the Bears for you, Marlo? You, you touched on Mitch Trubisky, and I'm worried you want to talk yeah. more about him. No, I, I don't need to talk more about him. I just it's. You know, I, I'm not a, not a Mitch guy right now. I think I was the last Mitch guy that was left, and yeah. now I'm not. So it sucks. I hate it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was going to say some mean things. I won't. Um, I will move on. Um, all right, Packers, update Marlo, getting shredded still, 17 to 14. We can't stop Matt Moore. And if you... I mean, I'm just watching half watching this game. I mean, I'm totally doing the podcast. I'm <laughs> half watching this game, and you know, Matt Nagy obviously coming out of Kansas City, and I'm looking at all this crazy stuff that the Chiefs are doing in this game, running <laughs> players everywhere, faking reverses, and just getting people wide open, and maybe a little bit that's Packers defense, right? But like, you don't see any of that crap in the Bears game, um, nope. and they're just making this game very easy for Matt Moore, and he's finding wide open players. Um, Again, maybe that's a little bit of Packers defense, uh, but Andy Reid looks like he knows what he's freaking doing. Uh, Grant, they have you know more more talented at different positions, but they have a lot of a lot of players in Chicago are like, hey, it's he's like this guy in Kansas City, right? Uh, Cohen's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, whoever in Kansas yeah. City, that kind yeah. of stuff. Anyway, all right, Packers. Uh, frustrating him so far, losing just started the third quarter. All right. Uh, Marlo, instead of our hot takes or questions or judging Skip Bayless, let's do a little bit of midseason recap here. Uh, we are halfway through the season. Most of us are. Most of us are halfway through the season. Uh, and we just wanted to get kind of your – check the pulse. Check our pulse on on the NFL real quick. All right. Who you got halfway through for MVP? Halfway through for MVP. This uh, is going to suck. I, it's, kinda, it's, <laughs> it's tough that Mahomes went out as missed those games. Because uh, yeah. before he went down, he was he was clearly leading again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who has kind of risen up 
Does he take it? And I think you will agree this MVP is pretty much a quarterback. <laughs> Again, yeah. much like the Heisman, he's a quarterback, best quarterback for maybe not the best team, but best quarterback in the game. Um, is right now pains me to say if I have if I'm going to be realistic, it has to be like Aaron Rodgers has to be on the top mm. or has to be in the conversation uh, for MVP. If if not, if you want to look around the league too, you got. I mean, Tom Brady isn't having that great of a season as yeah. far as the quarterback yeah. position, yeah. and uh, yeah, there's kind of a mess. You know, kind of a mess of the round with other injuries and whatnot. So I, I believe like Aaron Rodgers is almost uh, the top of the pack. Well, that's nice of you to say. Um, yeah. Maybe this is our bias to show it <laughs> because <laughs> my my bias. I'm not going Aaron Rodgers because I don't want to sound like a homer. Uh, I think I think Aaron Rodgers last week played like an MVP. Um, yep. The previous weeks, I think he's, I don't want to say struggled a little bit, but wasn't up to MVP status. I got two other quarterbacks written down here, Marlo. I got Deshaun Watson out in Houston. I think what he's doing yes. and the plays he made, the plays he is making is are on another level and elevating that team and their crappy coach slash GM, whatever that weird situation is, um, to a level of competitiveness that that team would otherwise not be. And I think the same is true for Russell Wilson. So those are my two. I have one A, Deshaun Watson, and one B, uh, Russell Wilson. And that's a little bit of Wisconsin bias in there with the Russell Wilson pick. But he's been great out there. And two, those are two of the most fun players to watch play quarterback. Uh, I think you'd put those up there with Mahomes, who else is? Uh, Lamar Jackson, just because of the different things he can do, maybe Lamar Jackson should be up there, but we'll see. So that's what. I, anyway, going off in tangent. That's a good point. Lamar Jackson's up there, and then I feel like everyone is just like, "Well, we're just wait for it to come crashing down," mm-hmm. uh, and they just think that's going to happen. So that's uh, I like that take. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I why I left him off is I was like, "Well, we'll see." Uh, although you know, seven games into the season, I think we've had enough that shows he can still he can still make plays, and he's a lot of fun. A lot, of fun yeah. a lot of fun quarterbacks out there, Marlo. Garner Minshew down in Jacksonville just swinging the ball around, which you wouldn't expect. Minshew mania. Minshew mania. It's a lot of fun. And then you watch uh, like the Broncos play, and they're like, oh, God, they got Joe Flacco in there still. This <laughs> oh, God. He looks terrible. Speaking of the Broncos, let's Uh-oh. move on to our most disappointing team. Yeah, it's, Mine's not the Broncos. Oh. But you could make a case for them. They're 2-5, and five, but like half of their losses, half of their, so 2.5 of their losses, Yep. have been last-second field goals. The Bears lost their loss today to the Colts, and another one I'm forgetting, and they played the Packers pretty well. So two and a half losses there. Uh, I didn't watch all of their games, but I think most of them were there. So miss, most disappointing team, Marlo, I'm going to go. This seems easy to be. This is a yep. team that expected to compete. This is a team that expected to be in the playoffs to win their division, make a Super Bowl run, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah, that's bad. For some reason, still employing, um, oh, my gosh, Dan Quinn? Whatever, Mr. Quinn as their <laughs> coach, Quinn as their head coach. Uh, I just he is not long for that job, and they're one in seven now. It, it is absolutely disappointing. They had high ambitions, and they have, in my opinion, are the most disappointing team. There are other bad teams. There are worse teams. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the difference between the expectation and where they are of the Falcons uh, is the greatest. So they're the most disappointing for me. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm still gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Cleveland. Um, yeah, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they, I mean, in their same division too, you kind of on the same level the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I mean, they had injuries. So, yeah. but the Cleveland Browns came in after uh, <laughs> after all the hype in the summer. Yeah, the bringing hype train. OB, they came in on the hype, hype train. train. Yeah, they had the hype train. OBJ is there. 
They're picking up weapons left and right. Uh, Mayfield, you know, he had, a, I guess, a, a pretty good uh, rookie season. It's going to be better. And they just, just woof. <laughs> was, yeah. look, and they haven't even, it's not even they've had, they just haven't looked there. I, I, I want to say, is this a, is this an OBJ problem? He just goes mm-hmm. to teams and they just, they just, they don't become good. Uh, he's just that receivers. The, uh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, I could go down, I could go down a big rabbit hole, but I won't. But, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. I think the difference between mine, I think was the biggest difference between what the team expected to do and yeah. what the reality is. And yours is the difference between the hype and what it's actually, yeah. <laughs> what it's actually happening, what the media thought was going to happen and not. I, I don't know if I could put this on OBJ. He's, I mean, he's had his little kind of antics and stuff, but like he just doesn't feel involved. The, the offense doesn't seem like it's making sense. Nick Chubb is amazing. Granted, he had two fumbles today, one on yeah. like a ninety-yard run. Yeah, he had the most amazing fumble I've ever seen. It was like yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing play. Uh, and they just it, they have great parts, but they can't put it together. Maybe that's because Freddie Kitchens is their coach. I don't know. Interesting hire there. All right, most surprising team, Marlo. I uh, how. How about you go first on this one? Who's the, who's the most surprising? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's freaking San Francisco 49ers sitting yeah. at seven and zero. I don't think um, I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I I could go back and find out what the if there was any hype for for San Fran, but yeah. I don't believe anyone thought they'd be seven and zero out there in the West. So yeah, I have to go with them with an asterisk. New Orleans Saints is surprising because of the yep. injury to Drew That's Brees. A good point. Um, and having Teddy Bridgewater go five and zero on his way out, so that's surprising. So you know, it's kind of one A and one B for me. Yeah, for sure. I guess I, we, I should say I kind of factored injuries in that. Like you talked about Pittsburgh, I did, they're not disappointed yeah. because Roethlisberger got knocked out for the year in the first game. Yeah, yep. and in this case, Saints are surprising because uh, they weathered the injury uh, pretty well. Um, yeah, I was. I'm gonna go. I was gonna go with the 49ers um, as well, yeah. uh, especially their defense. Their defense just seems absolutely suffocating. Uh, they uh, they have um, given up. Oh, I had the stat here for points. Points against they've given up 77 points against uh, under 100 points. Uh, the next lowest I see here. Let's just look at the Bears. Are at 122. So they've given up 50 less points than the Bears. Uh, yeah. This might have been updated. I don't know if it was updated for today's games or not, but not like our listeners are going to fact check me, right? <laughs> um, the other one I'll go with, and this I think is more of, I'm just looking at a record right now and a chance of making the playoffs that I did not expect, and I'm going to go with uh, the Buffalo Bills. Five and two. Yeah. Five and two. I yeah. uh, just didn't, I don't think they're a- as good as the 49ers um, as, as a team. Yeah. But... The fact that they're five and two, and we'll talk about playoff teams in a little bit here, uh, is, is is really surprising. But you look through their wins, and it's not anything really impressive. Um, <laughs> you know, they played both New York teams, uh, some of the other um, bad teams. I think they played the Dolphins, but hey, they get to play those guys again. So we'll, uh, I'm gonna go with the, with the Bills for that. And I, I almost had a little bit of soft spot for the Bills. I think I like playing them in Madden uh, way back. Way back when, like when they were a bad team, and I would play randomly play as them because uh, they had a good defense or something weird. Anyway, um, all right, playoff picks, Marla. Who do you got in the playoffs? I got to uh, rattle them off here. Let's go AFC first, not AFC our conference. First. AFC first. Um, I got 
one to six seed. Uh, Patriots and Chiefs. I still have the Chiefs. Chiefs in there as the second seed, although I think that's pretty contentious. And then I got Ravens, Colts. So those are my four division winners. And the wild cards. I got Houston and aforementioned Buffalo Bills. I just think there's enough schedule wins there for them. Uh, to God, Jimmy Graham running is such a painful sight. <laughs> got a first down. Um, <laughs> I think there's enough schedule wins there for the Bills uh, to squeak out uh, in a pretty soft AFC. Gotcha. You, you agree with that? Got any any difference? Uh, I think the only thing I switch out, and it's I just I, I think it's bad that Buffalo is in New England's division. Yeah. I think there's possible, but I will switch out Buffalo in this for the Colts. They talk about surprising teams. Yeah. Uh, no, I had, kind I had, of, Col- I had Colts. I had Colts and Houston. Oh, you did Colts yeah. winning in Houston. You had Houston. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have Houston winning Colts wild card. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, we'll switch those out. Yep. And then. Because I don't see who else. So if you're talking, if it, the Bills, this is also I have the Bills in there just because I don't know who the heck else to put in there. Because uh, yep. the other wild card teams, Pittsburgh is two and four. They're not going to make it. Jacksonville four and four. Tennessee four and four. And Oakland at three and four. And Chargers at three and five. None of those teams feel like playoff teams to me. Yeah. Maybe maybe because I like Minshew, I might talk myself into Jacksonville. But with Houston and Indianapolis, and that I can't. I can't see three teams coming out of that, so I just think Buffalo is going to be like nine and seven, and squeak in. Yeah, but that's not asking a lot of them. That's that's no, it's not. Yeah, it's it's definitely I could definitely see that happening, um, and I hope they get a home game because that's it's always amazing. Yeah, and uh, well, they probably want to throw. Well, yeah, right no, nope, they won't. But but uh, just I guess it's maybe that's a little more fan now that I'm thinking about it. I like, but it's if I had to pick one, I'd pick Buffalo over all the other teams because somebody else needs to step up and take. I can't imagine Tannehill leading Tennessee. That would be really weird. <laughs> all right, NFC Marlowe, something we know a little bit more about. Uh, I'll just run through mine and then you can correct me where I'm wrong. All right, I got one yep. one seed Saints, two 49ers, three Packers, four Cowboys. So those are my division winners. And mm-hmm. then my wild cards are Vikings and Seahawks. So this is, to be fair, this is a little bit top heavy. I don't have too many surprises here, but I just don't see too much happening. I still like Seattle over the Rams, and that's kind of the next, um, the other wild card team, I think. Yeah, I could take that. I uh, Just because, I don't know if this is my bias kind of theory, I just feel like the Vikings, at some point, the bottom's going to fall out because they have Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. You yeah. know, their defense is great. Uh, and I feel like maybe it's, I'm, uh, prisoner of the moment but watching the eagles dismantle the yeah. the bills today i feel like they can get their their juve back and get back into that wild card spot God, the eagles they're just such a confusing team because <laughs> they go against the packers they beat the packers look great they get crushed yeah. by minnesota they look great yeah. against the bills today uh it's i mean it's weird they're a really weird team they get crushed by the cowboys uh it's a very strange team. I don't know. What, I don't know what to get out of them. So I, I think only one uh, one team's coming out of the NFC East, and I sided with the Cowboys. I uh, I think just because they have the win over the Eagles right now. Yeah. Um, yep. And then I think then it's a race between uh, nobody else is coming out of the South. So I think it's a race between Seattle and Los Angeles. Uh, although I have San Francisco at two here over the Packers. Um, obviously, we'll see how the Packers do here against a backup Matt Moore Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> But San Francisco still has to play Seattle and the Rams twice. Obviously, they beat them both already. At least I think I be- they beat them both already. Um, no, they're only one and zero in the division, so they've only beaten the Rams. So they still have two against Seattle. Uh, and two, they only have one division game. That seems so weird. The Packers have had three. Anyway, so they have some tough games there. There, that's a very tough division. So maybe picking them to get the bye is a little bit high. But it really seems like it's the winner of the South. 
um, or the Saints, and then the Packers or Niners at this point. I don't know. Interesting. It's not as clear as I thought, but I, I, I like Seattle coming out of that. I think the Rams are just missing something. I think yeah. the Rams are just missing something. So, all right, Super Bowl pick, Marl, halfway through. Yeah. Do you want to go first with who you think? You want the winner, AFC and NFC winners? Yeah. AFC, it's going to be the Patriots. Yeah. NFC is Saints. Mm, Patriots, Saints. <sighs> God. That's what I want to say, but I don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be Patriots, and yeah. I don't say Packers are such a homer pick. God, imagine if it was Patriots Forty ers How crazy that would be! Oh, um, that would be crazy. I'm gonna do a reverse jinx here, Marlon. Okay, what I'm gonna do I'm reverse yep. jinxing. Patriots Vikings. Ooh, yeah, that's Kirk a good, Cousins. That's a, Kirk Cousins figures it out. What a take, huh? Oh, that wait. I like I like what you did there. <laughs> I like what you did. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I mean, speaking of surprising, uh, the Patriots' defense is doing things. Are you having a historic run right now? Um, that's uh, pretty. It's pretty interesting that the no one's even talking about the Patriots' offense is not that great, not doing as, as well as we're used to them doing. Yeah, because the to. yeah, accustomed to that's the word I was looking for. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And but they're they're because their defense is just dominating people, and it's just it's crazy, and it sucks. And yeah, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. Yeah, to be fair, uh, I, when I was looking, I was only looking at NFC teams. So the 49ers have that 77 points against. Uh, yep. Patriots have 61 points yeah. against. Which a lot of this, a lot of it has been like, hey, well, look who they've played. And they have had. They played Miami. Really, <laughs> really crappy schedule uh, yep. as far as who they've played. Uh, but even when they've. But nonetheless, I mean, they've given up 3.0 points, 14 points, 10, 7, 14, 0, and 13 against the Browns. Uh, granted, the Browns just. I mean, when you talk about. Takeaways versus giveaways. My God, those were giveaways <laughs> by the Browns today. Um, the Baker Mayfield uh, shovel pass straightly to the defensive, <laughs> defensive lineman was amazing. That was that was brutal. Um, all right, so we both we both got Patriots, and uh, I went Vikings to reverse jinx slash. It terrifies me to say the Packers, and I just don't believe in the 49ers enough. Although that might have been the smart pick, and well, I think the Saints is a smart pick, and I just didn't want to say the same thing as you. Oh, there you go. All right, Marla, on to baseball. How dialed in are you to this World Series that apparently the ratings have been awful for? Yeah, I, I feel like they've been on weird days. <laughs> That's well, why. They're... And I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the game's going on. And then the Nats went up 2 nothing. I was like, oh, well, this one's over, so I was yeah. tuning in game four. And then obviously the last two day, past two games, the Astros have come through and won those. So, I mean, after last night, I'm like a kind of deal. And as we talk, they're playing right now. So look how dialed in I am. Yeah. Um. On this, but yeah, I mean, I I look back and I think one of the things that for me is watching like Strasburg. Uh, obviously, not being a, I'm not a, I'm on the National League when I watch that game, so I don't see him enough. But I remember him being like young and coming in and having those Tommy Johns, and like now he's just that old man, old old wildly vet with a beard out yep. <laughs> pitching and doing a good job. But I think uh, I don't know why that just hit me weird when I when I saw that because it's just. Maybe think how much time has gone by, and uh, he's finally got to this point of the uh, of the World Series. So, it, it obviously, it's been entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been an entertaining game. So, but I haven't yet. I've yet to watch a full uh, one to nine inning game, though. No, I, no, I thought you were gonna say a full inning. I was like, oh my no, god, no, my. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Strasburg <laughs> thing is really interesting. He, you know, came up. Uh, 
I remember him being a flamethrower, you know, but maybe he's not yep. as much of a flamethrower as I remember. But now he's like a four pitch, all kind. He throws more breaking balls than he does fastballs. It's really fun to watch him pitch. Uh, him and Scherzer have been great. And um, I guess the good, as we talk right now, uh, Houston is winning four to one. Uh, good news for. Washington, um, the next two are in Houston. So it seems like yeah. they're going every year. <laughs> and they still do the 2-3-2, two, two, which is kind of weird. Yep, strange. Um, it feels like that gives an advantage to the to the team who plays the three at home in a row, especially when they have a 2-0 lead. But obviously that doesn't didn't matter much here. Uh, Scherzer and Strasburg started games 1-2. Uh, and then not those guys started games three, three five. <laughs> uh, yeah. Scherzer was supposed to start today, and in a weird story, he woke up and just had, I think it was his shoulder or his his pec or something, like some something just tightened up on this mor- him this morning. And, I mean, Scherzer, he pitched with a black eye and a bloody nose, a, a broken nose. Like, that dude is tough, and he just couldn't throw, and he couldn't go today. So it sounds like, I mean, it looks like now they're they're losing, but who knows? You know, it's 4-1 to one, it's baseball in the seventh. Um, so there's still a chance here. But then they got... Go back to Houston. They got Strasburg, and then they got Scherzer uh, if they're if they're both healthy. So they got the, their two guys to get there. Obviously, they're, though, they're going to be going against Garrett Cole and um, Verlander. So a tough a tough assignment there um, for them. Unless Verlander's pitching today, I didn't even see who's pitching today, but that's not important. Uh, it was just the narrative of the story, Marlo, as you may, uh, kind of touch on, has been really weird because the Nats yeah. won two in Houston. It was like the Nats won the World Series. They like yep. it already happened. The buzz was in the air. The Nationals had forgotten how mm. to lose baseball games. And then all of a sudden, Houston's bats woke up um, again when Scherzer or Strasburg are pitching. Um, it's been really interesting. Uh, I I was f- wanting the Nationals to win. I don't mind that Houston came back. They're a really fun team. And they have a lot of really, really good baseball players that are fun to root for. Uh, Packers just tied it up 17-17 with the field goal. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, your head. I just had the sack. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, that's baseball. Um, there you go. Oh, uh, Hater won uh, reliever of the year. Hurt. Nice, that's still, right. Still too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon on the um, you know, the blown save in in the playoff game. So that hurts. Um, still too soon. All right, Barlo. While that is happening today, by the way, we should have mentioned this maybe at the top that today yeah. is the sports solstice where all the yes. sports are happening today. Um. Some that we talk about, some that we don't. It's the only day of the year, right, that has football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Yes. Oh, nice face mask that they don't call. Fantastic. God, why (laughs) why protect Aaron Rodgers? Uh, But the NBA season started this week. Um, I tuned in a bit. I tuned in a bit. But I want to get your take on the bull start to the season, Marlo. I think it's been uh, a little bit disappointing and just a general. Let's do general start to the season. How dialed in are you at the kickoff to the season? Um, not much. I'm tuning in. Uh, you know, I mean, by tuning in, I'm seeing what happens after the game already happened. Uh, following along <laughs> via updates on my phone. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, funny stories when the opening night was, it was the Toronto Pelicans game. Yeah. Right. I believe that was, yeah, that was opening night. Tuned in for a good, I don't know, quarter of a quarter. And, uh, and the Pelicans are out there and I realized that I totally forgot about the whole trade thing. And it was like half of the half of the last year's LA uh, LA Lakers were on the Pelicans, and I'm like, w- w- what's going on here? And then I was like, oh yeah, that's right, they traded away their whole team for 
Anthony Davis. Here. For Anthony Davis. For Anthony Davis. So yeah, that's how dialed in I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know we had a we had disappointing loss uh, against the Hornets, but came back against the Grizzlies. Yeah, I was pretty excited to see the Battle of L.A. on opening night. Uh, the yep. Clippers and Lakers. Clippers looked like a much better team, a more well-rounded team. Um, they basically have their infrastructure last year who got the eighth seed, and they added Kawhi to it, which is uh, makes a, a pretty good team. And the players outside of those top two in L.A. are pretty not good. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that goes throughout the year. Um, they're like, just wait till. <laughs> Still, just wait till Rajon Rondo comes back and the Lakers will, like <laughs> the round in a form. Like I don't know if that's going to be what you're what you're looking for. Um, the Bucks were, I think, I think it was day two, day two or three of the season. Bucks were a primetime game against the Rockets. Yeah. So I was dialed into that on that day. Uh, then the Clippers played uh, the Warriors. Marlo, it might be it might be tough here for the Warriors. <laughs> they might they might yeah. not be very good at at basketball um, after losing their two of their three best players. Uh, yeah, one to tough. injury, obviously one to free agency. So uh, yeah. overall, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about basketball. I'm excited more so that it's on as baseball kind of yes. start, is starting to fade. Like I yeah. enjoy it's just like hey, it's Wednesday. I can turn on ESPN. There's basketball on, or hey, yeah. you know, whatever, and it's on, and I can f- I don't need to watch it, but it's on, and I I, I like that. So uh, that's that's encouraging. Um, all right, Marlo. Bulls start the season. They're zero and two, right? Do I got that right? No, one and two. One and two. Holy cow! I missed a whole game. Uh, yep. And it was the good one. It was the good one. How's your? What are your early season returns on the Bulls? Are they as much fun as I think they are? <laughs> uh, yeah. They're fun. I, well, so yeah, they're living up to about what I thought. I, I mean, marketing actually is looking very well. Second leading scorer in the team through three games uh, behind the vine, who is. Running around and dunking on everybody, which is is fun to watch. Looks Kobe, athletic. Yeah, he's pretty athletic. Uh, Kobe White, Great looking guy. like he could be a player. Looking like he could be a player, but um, yeah, I mean we're giving up, we're giving up, giving up a lot of points. So defense is something that to uh, <laughs> I know it's early in the season, uh, but giving up a lot of points in in the early going. So I'll see if that trend continues. Yeah, it. Looks like it's going to be a fun season for the Bulls. I don't know. I'm high on the Bulls, Marlo. Uh, I yeah, think they're are. going to be fun. I just like a lot of the players. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of them play much defense. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of them uh, are athletic and can score. And I just just seeing Kobe White run up up and down the floor is just is just fantastic. Uh, Bucks start Marlo one and one. Uh, <laughs> and um, did you just see the fumble? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Here's so surprised. Side note: I'm I'm so surprised that uh, McCoy he doesn't fumble more often the way he holds the ball. Yeah. So, anyway, side note. Right. Continue. <laughs> no, that's okay. I want to check that I didn't miss a whole game of of the Bucks here. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how to find where. How are these? There are divisions in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Bucks are one and one, uh, winning at Houston and then losing at home. Uh, versus the Heat. Uh, in both both games were really weird. They were down uh, each game. They were either up or down twenty, and then the opposite happened. Right, so they were down twenty in Houston, came back, roared back, and won. And then against the Heat, without Jimmy Butler, were up twenty, and then uh, gave up the lead, and then lost in overtime. Actually, at the end of regulation, there was a really awesome. Well, Chris Middleton airballed the game-winning three-pointer. Not great, 
but Not Giannis good. Giannis caught it and uh, dunked it, which was which was great. Kind of like uh, that. What was it? Houston in the national championship? No, no, the NC State to beat the national championship. The guy heaves it, you know. Yeah, goes short, catches it, dunks it. It was one of those. It was awesome. Then they lost in overtime. Uh, Giannis fell out in both games on two really really weak calls. And if they're, it's going to be a very frustrating year if that's this is how they're going to officiate Giannis. Like these weak calls, his call against um, the Heat, a guard is posting him up, and the guard just like throws himself on the ground, <laughs> and they call fall on Giannis. It's unbelievable. And like these calls that you think, you know, you think about basketball and you think about how superstars, you know, Jordan rules, superstars yep. get the calls. Holy crap, the calls against Giannis this entire season have been so weak. And if they officiate him this way all season, it's going to be a very, very frustrating season uh, to watch. He's still played great. He had a triple-double in the first game, near a triple-double in the second game. He's still an amazing player, but God, the officiating was tough. I'm not using that as an excuse uh, to why they lost to the Heat. Um, I'm using it more as uh, just a a forewarning to how frustrating this season might be if they keep doing it this way. And I think that... um, just seeing these crazy swings in the first two games, I think this is just more common now. I think like yeah. it's just a lot easier to come back with the way basketball is played or a lot easier to give up huge leads with the way basketball is played these days uh, because of the three-pointer. And if you just check out for a little bit and you, you, know, you don't rotate, you don't close out on guys, they're hitting wide-open threes. And that's just the new NBA, and you can't switch off anymore. You can't just say, oh, we're up, you know, whatever, 15 in the fourth quarter. We got this. You have to keep playing to the final whistle. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's just, there's just so much more variance in these games, uh, which I guess is good. I don't know. It, it doesn't, it's probably more entertaining, right? From a, a basketball standpoint, that you're not ever really out of the game as a fan. Yeah. That's probably yeah. more entertaining. But I think as far as like, in, Enjoying basketball itself is more frustrating. Like I find that frustrating. Like if you're playing well throughout the game, you should just be. You should win. The construct of the game shouldn't allow the other team kind of a, a easier ability to come back. I don't know. I'm, it's a half baked thought. I'm trying to think it out, but it it doesn't feel like the Bucks shouldn't have won the first game and they shouldn't have lost the second game. Right. They neither of those results make sense. They were entertaining, but like it doesn't. The worst team won both of those games, and that doesn't feel good at the end of the day. And that might be a problem going forward for the NBA. I don't know, because yeah. maybe it's just so entertaining that three-pointers are going in. Yeah, but the 20-point the twenty point lead is the new 10-point lead. Back it, in really, it really is. It really yeah. is. Um, and, oh, by the way, coaches' challenges. Yeah. Have you seen this? I, mean, I have seen it, yeah. Who, who, what, what league was the NBA looking at and going, you know what? They got this challenge thing. We need us some of that. Let's get our game <laughs> some of that. Yeah. How? I mean, it's it's awful. <laughs> it's very frustrating. The coaches don't know how to use it. They use it way too early in the game. Like maybe yeah. use it when they're, the superstar yeah, is about to follow. NBA, yeah, it's NBA, it's NBA coaches in a nutshell. They're way too knee jerk reaction to be able to have challenges. Like, like it, it be in you know first quarter. Uh, challenging the out of bounds, like yeah. what are you doing? Why are we doing this? And why are we spending time? It's absolute madness, and it, it's terrible. And there's enough reviews in basketball as it is. My God, yeah, um, it's brutal. I don't know. I don't know why they did. Maybe it'll get better, but it it feels really bad right now. Um, all right, any other any other basketball things? Zion's hurt. That sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. He's out. Mm. Uh, no, I don't get. I don't get anything from here. It might be fun. 
if the Lakers thing goes a little squirrely. Oh, it'll be it'll be fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait till it, till it goes downhill and see who LeBron who LeBron starts blaming first. That's that's my that's the best game. Yeah, that will be that will be fun. Um, well, I don't I shouldn't say fun. I either want them to be really good or really bad. Hmm. I don't want them to be really good. But at I least don't think they're good. I don't think well, I don't think they're going to be really good. I don't think they'll be. They might be mediocre. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be really good. They might be really bad. They're going to be really bad to mediocre. That's my scale. Well, I think. I think in the playoffs, so they could. You, in the playoffs, I think it it changes. I think they'll be sure. a mediocre. I could see them being a mediocre regular season team, but I think in the playoffs, uh, when LeBron dials it up and AD is, uh, and they figure out their rotation and they don't, they play if they if they play AD at center, that's the thing. Yeah. Um. He's down. He's down. He's down. Okay. <laughs> it's fumble. It was a fumble. It's way down. Rogers maybe not run the ball like that. Okay. All right. Marlon, that's it. I, that's all I got from the NBA. Now that I got distracted, I'm tired of talking about the NBA. Um, <laughs> I'm excited it's back. Like I said, I'm excited it's on. I'm excited to dial into the to the Bucks season. Uh, it should be going on. It's also uh, other thought, other Bucks thought, Marlon. This is what I wanted yes. to touch on. It'll be interesting to see how they're. So they have a very, uh, let's say, veteran team. Um, they've kind of gone. This is what worries me a little bit. And. I don't know how else they could have done this, but oh, they've gone God. very much a um, LeBron uh, building around young LeBron way of of building around this team. They've gotten a lot of veterans. Um, sick. That's sick. dumb. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, this whole. That's I don't. Do, I, do you want me to do the? Should I do the whole Pat Mahomes? We've never seen this before. <laughs> the funniest thing is is Packers Twitter when. Chris Collinsworth or somebody says, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes, we've never seen this before. Because Packers Twitter is just like clips of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre doing crazy throws. And it's, <laughs> it's just it's just hilarious. I'm sure other fan bases are also doing this, um, where their quarterbacks are making just ridiculous throws. Uh, but it's really fun on Packers Twitter. Gets on that. All right. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how the Bucks uh, veteran players fit in. You know, you're fitting in a Wesley Matthews. You're fitting in another Lopez brother. I mean, they showed a graphic where uh, players who have more than 700 NBA games played, and it was like seven players long. I mean, that seems crazy in in the NBA, uh, where you think of te- a lot of teams kind of building up through the draft around young cores and things. We have our, you know, our young core. I guess we have Giannis, who's young <laughs> and is the core. Um, I don't know. It's just I. I'm a little bit worried that it couldn't. It could go poorly. I think I talked about this a little bit last week in our preview. Like I'm a little worried that like we're a little bit too old and we don't have enough young players. Kind of like LeBron James in his first stint with Cleveland, like where they're starting with like Antoine Jamesons and things. Yeah, and like older <laughs> you know, older players who it's like we need to win now to keep him here. And then that's not a great. We, that wasn't a great long term strategy. Then I'm a little worried it won't be a long term strategy now. Uh, for the Bucks, I see a little bit of that. Although hopefully there's a little bit more, a little bit better planning overall for that. So, all right, little mini Bucks rant, Marlo. Any other NBA stuff? No. Right. Yeah. No, not the NBA. It's going. The West, on. Is, the West is really good. The East is two teams. Yes, it'll be interesting. The West is really good. 
You know what my favorite one of my favorite things? I'm gonna go on another NBA tangent, Milo. If you if you will indulge okay. me. Ready, go. Um I can't wait till we get later in the season and they start doing the NBA playoffs and then they do the what if we just ranked the teams one through sixteen and made a bracket? Look how much more <laughs> look how much more fun that would be. <laughs> That's always fun. Because then it's like, let's get rid of these crappy East teams who are like the six through eight seeds. And get in yeah. these, you know, like what was Sacramento last year or whatever, you know, get those teams in. Wouldn't that be more fun? And the answer obviously is yes, but we don't do that. That's fantastic. Um, all right, cool. NBA. Cool. Yeah. Instead, we're going to have many, many tournaments in the season that's going to give a rink. It's going to give probably, I don't know how it was going to work. It was some, maybe like there was like some, something that was cocked up like that. But anyways, yeah. I digress as well. Yeah. Let's, that's NBA. NBA talk. We good? Rants out? That's it. Flushed out. All right. Now we're getting back to America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Oh, boy, Marlo. Here we go. More rants. No, not rants this time. <laughs> uh, a pretty eventful weekend. The EPL was back. We were here for it, Marlo. Liverpool wins today 2-1. to one. Uh, Tottenham scored in the first minute, um, which was kind of uh, a mirror image of when these two teams met in the Champions League last year, the Champions League final. I know you remember that, Marlo, uh, mm. in which Liverpool got a penalty kick within the first minute to go up 1-0, to and that pretty much iced the game. Uh, this game was not like that game in that the game wasn't over, or wasn't over, I shouldn't say that. wasn't It wasn't iced in the same way. Liverpool attacked throughout the game, uh, ending up coming back, getting a 2-1 victory. Both teams had chances. Oh, they're showing a replay of Rodgers. Is that because he's hurt? No, okay, it's just rude. Okay. <laughs> Full attention, Casey. All right. Uh, Liverpool comes back, wins 2-1, a good victory. Uh, Tottenham is in quite the bit of tailspin. I mentioned it last week coming into this game. They continue, uh, I guess, to tailspin. They did have some chances. Um <clears throat> Uh, Son hitting a shot uh, off of the post. Liverpool scored some chances as well. Um, when I kind of look back and watch the highlights and, and whatnot of this game, it to me it seemed a pretty even affair, but kind of the commentary coming out of the game was that Liverpool was clearly the better team. It's not... I think they were better, but the commentary was that they were supremely better, and I don't know that was the case. One game in which one side was supremely better was Leicester City 9 Southampton zero, Milo. You heard that right. Nine was that football, like real football? That was no. That was uh, that was European football. I, <laughs> I think I think that's what they call it over there. They call it European European football. football. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what they say. Um, <laughs> an absolutely brutal game. Uh, this was the Friday game, actually. So, um, some of you hopefully were out there uh, following along at, at work, but you probably weren't following along for too long. Um, Leicester City scored in the 10th minute, and then Southampton got a red card in the 12th minute, and it was all downhill from there. Leicester City piling on another eight goals. It was um, a record top flight away drubbing um, at at 9-0. At it was unbelievable, unbelievable to watch. Uh, one side just dominate another. And Leicester City, I talked about it last week, they feel uh, for real. They know what they are. Uh, and and feel like a, a solid squad. So it'll be interesting to watch them going forward. On the American side, uh, Christian Pulisic got in a game. Marlo, he's been Whoa. on Chelsea. He's been on Chelsea. Hasn't been featured a lot, which has yeah. been uh, disappointing for uh, 
I guess, American fans of him. But he got in there against Burnley, had a hat trick uh, to propel Chelsea to a 3-2 to two victory. It is very confusing rooting for Pulisic to do well, uh, yet rooting against Chelsea. It's very confusing uh, emotions watching those games. All right, Second American born to have a hat trick in the EPL. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, he was... Don't don't scoop stats at me, Marlo. <laughs> yes, yeah, I knew I could get that one. They, they I would sit on that all show. <laughs> they had they had a stat where he was like the fourth to have two goals or f- something to have two goals. Um, darn it! All right, um, next week, Marlo. Looking ahead, Liverpool plays Arsenal uh, midweek on uh, the thirtieth, which would be Wednesday, uh, in the Carabao Cup, the big one, Marlo. Everybody knows about the Carabao Cup. Uh, and then Saturday they play at Aston Villa. Not a great slate next week, but I would divert people's attention to uh, Tottenham versus Everton um, on Saturday. This is I, I I wrote down the disappointing season bowl. Uh, both these teams are far from what their expectations were uh, coming into the season, um, and both have been on really rough form uh, as of late. Uh, Everton is sitting down in 16th place while Tottenham is at 11th. Uh, coming in the season, Tottenham had uh, at least top four aspirations, if not thinking that they could challenge with the top two, Liverpool and Manchester City. Uh, and Everton was trying to sneak into that top four, thinking they had a chance to do that. They have both woefully underperformed in the first about quarter of the season here. And now they play each other, so that might be worth checking out. Um, also seeing if Tottenham's incredibly troublesome form uh continues uh as they uh, as they host Everton. Uh in stateside news, Marlo, uh tough one for your Chicago Red Stars. Oh they, no. They uh entered the NWSL ship today against mm. the North Carolina Courage and they left being 4-0 um saying 4-0 loser sounds harsh. Uh, non-winners. <laughs> Not- they lost. They lost the North Carolina 4-0. North Carolina repeats as um, NWSL champion. Uh, they uh, seem to be putting together a little bit of a dynasty for themselves. They uh, were the best team throughout the season. And so it's a good... It's weird in American soccer, if I may say, uh, to have um, knockout playoffs because the rest of the world doesn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. And so... Soccer is, I would say, similar to hockey. Like, if you imagine hockey with like one game playoffs, like yeah, in hockey goals are random, and soccer goals are somewhat, again, both somewhat random. I'd say less so than hockey, but like throughout the course of a game, the best team doesn't always win. So they, you know, you just have league titles. So you over the course of a season, you win, or you have like home and homes that sort of thing. So the idea of a one playoff game in soccer is a bit. Unique, a bit American, I mean, a bit of American idea. So not always, and that, I mean, this happens in other sports, right? Where there are one in football where the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, it's good to see in soccer in this situation what what seems like the best team winning, uh, winning the knockout playoff format with the North Carolina Courage. So congratulations. I'm sure all those North Carolina Courage fans listening to the podcast are really glad I gave them that congratulations. Shout out, Marlo. Nice. That's it for the corner kick. Unless you have anything else? Nope. I got. I uh, got nothing for the corner kick. Um, shoot. Yeah, nothing else to. Yeah, I, that's it for me, man. Good. Um, Didn't want to get scooped again. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so glad that that worked out. I, you guys, thanks for listening. Again, you can find us at Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan, which you should give him a follow because he's been killing it lately. You've been killing it, Casey, on the Twitters. So shout out to Casey. Been tweeting a lot of things. Uh, it's been fun. No more memes though. I've I've tried. I've cooled it. <laughs> I've cooled it on the memes. Uh, I need to up my game. Maybe take maybe take an online class or something. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I said that's it for me, Casey. Do you have any last words? Yeah. Uh, on on the iTunes or however you get this podcast, however it comes to your ears, give us a like and subscribe. Send us some nice words. Um, I heard on a uh, on the uh, oh shoot, I'm gonna butcher her name. Mina Kimes. Mina Nimes. Mm. Mina Kimes. She's at ESPN. She does uh if you put a review and put a question in the review, I'll answer it. Yeah. Uh yeah. If you Do wanna that. if you want to ask us a question, put it in a review. Um and if you give us five stars, we'll, <laughs> we'll answer it on the podcast. But uh she does that. I think that's really fun. Uh but that does uh really help. So please go out and do that however you get are getting this podcast to your ears. Um and as always, fellow fans, I hope that until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. 